Burning questions. Insightful answers. Listener's choice. With Clemens Maniatella. So, on our Listener's Choice feature this morning, we're discussing the process to verify qualifications. If you've got any question around the verification of qualifications, how it's done, what's supposed to be done, give us a call or send a WhatsApp voice note. We've had so many qualification scandals in the country, the recent one being uh, the one with the economist Tabili Oka, who seemingly claimed to hold a PhD in economics. Uh, but there's a growing list of a, a number of high-profile people in South Africa who have falsified their qualifications. So we've invited the South African Qualifications Authority uh, to the show to talk to us about the process of verifying these qualifications and how you, as an employer, if you're an employer, how you can safeguard yourself from employees or potential employees who may not be adequately qualified. So for organizations that are looking to you know, let's say hire new employees. How do you even go about verifying the authenticity of the prospective employees? And how do you know if the institutions uh, that they qualified from are even registered uh, to give out those qualifications? And the South African Qualifications Authority is, is the best institution to talk about this because they verify hundreds of qualifications yearly. Um, and they often found some bogus ones during that process. Dr. Makapa Makafola is the Chief Operating Officer at the South African, South African Qualifications Authority. I will take your calls if you've got questions, maybe you've got some inputs. Uh, employers, I'd like to know from you, how do you, uh, how does your company go about verifying uh, prospective employees when you are hiring them? Because some companies will argue we don't have the resources to hire an agency that can do that kind of work. Uh, does your HR have capacity to do that? Uh, please let me know how you go about verifying prospective employees before uh, you give them the contract. 011-883-0702. That's the number you can call. The WhatsApp line is 0727021702. Dr. Makafola, thank you for making time for us. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Clement, and thank you for inviting me on your show to talk about this uh, very important uh, topic. Yeah, Let, let's maybe start by you explaining to us what your role is as the South African Qualifications Authority. What are your responsibilities? Uh, the, I mean, in terms of, of our role, the South African Qualification Authority, uh, I, I normally we talk about the National Qualification Framework, the, uh, the primary purpose of the NQF, which is National Qualification Framework, is to make clear and transparent the former quality assured education system of South Africa to enable people within South Africa to progress through the framework, but also to allow judgments of comparison for people living or coming into the country. So in this one, just to expand a little bit, um, let's say, for instance, you want to go and study abroad and or you want to go and work abroad. So we, we can come to us to, to be able to help you to, to verify so that you can be able to certificate uh, outside or vice versa. If you know that we have some of our students uh, or some of uh, people coming from outside coming to the country or returning to the country, like I'm, I'm one of that example where I studied in the UK and returned back home. So for me to be able to, to settle down within the country, so I had my own qualifications verified by South African Qualifications Authority. And, and to me, that's one of the, of the things that you do, verify both national and, and, and international uh, qualifications. Okay, so why then do you think we have experienced 
these qualification scandals um, in the country. When I looked at your, um, your, your report for 2023, I think you guys had investigated about 1,776 qualification and qualifications and you found that 444 South African and 832 foreign qualifications were fraudulent. So is the problem here maybe the due diligence and the vetting that is not done well by, by the various companies? So maybe there's no robust and objective process at hand, which is why this phenomena is, is increasing. I think to me, one of the things that people tend to do, I don't think they do follow the verification uh, processes. I mean, people just, you know, employ people without uh, double-checking. That's why people, you know, get away with it. And I mean, we do have some private agencies, but we are the only one where the act, you know, proclaim that, you know, we, you know, we, we can verify and authenticate a qualification. Not only a verification, Clement, we have to authenticate to ensure that Indeed, this qualification, mm. you know, is, is, is what the paper that's written on, especially those that are coming, you know, from outside. So, because not only that, you know, our reach is, is, is you know, is across the world. I mean, we, we have a data, you know, in terms of, you know, of, of other, what you call, we have what you call, you know, national qualification framework across the world. So, FACWA is one of the, we call them, you know, the first, you know, uh, organizations to, to, to embark on this NPF to ensure that, our qualifications are aligned, but I think to me the biggest question: most uh, employers, or uh, you know, they don't come, they don't verify. They just take people based on the people that they're on. and that's why we have all these issues. And then one thing just to bring to your attention: I mean, this is beyond you know South Africa. People feel that you know this only in South Africa. So the issue of misrepresentation is a global phenomenon, and 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 this uh, was brought about. I mean, this industry was about uh, two billion years dollars coming. And this, you know, was traced back in 2015, where a Karachi-based software company was accused of making millions of dollars with degrees, uh, what you call, say, qualification. Mm. So uh, this was one of the biggest internet scams on record, which was uncovered by the New York, yeah, New York Times expose. So the, the company's office only uh, got raided after the article was released. So yeah. you can see that, I mean, this is not South Africa. This is bigger than us. So that is why we, we liaise with other global bodies. And, and SAFA is part of what we call the uh, global agency that uh, verify qualifications as well. So we, we do play, we do, you know, we meet yearly to discuss, you know, how to, because they, and, and the more you tighten some of these things, the more they, they, they come with some sophisticated issues in terms of, you know, how to issue some of these things to create. Yeah. So what, what do companies need to do, you know, especially companies that don't even have, the financial muscle to go hire private agencies that can go and verify, you know, they can call these um, institutions to verify their the, the qualifications. What do they need to do? And how does the Poppy Act also um, somehow change the dynamics here, considering all these privacy uh, factors? Yeah. Uh, uh, to me, in terms of, I mean, we, we are available. I think the, so most companies, I mean, they can use us because, you know, I want, just want to unpack in terms of, you know, how we, you know, we verify, especially uh, qualifications that, are, you know, affect, I mean, those that are outside the country. Because the one that within the country, we have control over that because everybody who studies in South Africa is captured on what you call National Learner's Record Database, uh, which is, you know, is it, it, managed and controlled by SACWA. So whether it's a metric certificate, it's a TVET college diploma, Anything that you know you studied in the country, as long as it, it, it's, it's accredited, 
it must be on the national qualification framework. So we have about more than 22 million records uh, of the database. And but for foreign, <clears throat> so here yeah, we, I mean, with the process mainly evidence-based approach, so that we, we ensure that whatever we do, uh, it, 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 you know, it's legit and, and it's tight, and you know, just to unpack the process. You know, if you, you come to us, you know, you you have a foreign qualification, whether you are a foreign national or a South African, uh, so. I mean, we are the one who will be able to, you know, to, to take it through the process. And one of the things that we work, we work very closely again with the Department for, uh, of Home Affairs in terms of issuing visas as well, because, you know, for you to get a visa of critical skills, we are engaged with the department to ensure that, you, you know, we verify that. And, you know, in terms of what you do as SACWA to how we recognize a, for, uh, a foreign evaluate, uh, qualification. So, first of all, you know, in terms of the requirements that we have, we look at the awarding institution, what is it recognized it is, uh, in the country of origin. So because sometimes, you know, we have all these online products. So first of all, for us to say, you know, is that institution recognized or created in its home country? So that's mm. the first thing that, and, and we have that database as well. Yes, yeah. Uh, so is there, in terms of our legislation, can you hold accountable the people who who often falsify their qualifications. So can, can SACA, for instance, recommend action be taken against prospective employees or people who produce fake qualifications? I think what, what the, 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 the 2019 uh, National Qualification Amendment Act uh, has brought to, uh, which is to me is one we call it, one of the significant changes is uh, to the education system. It's enhanced clarity and accountability because initially that was not in place. So this clarifies the roles, strengthens the qualification verification processes, <clears throat> and provides guidelines for assessing foreign qualifications. And not only that, it I mean goes further by imposing, you know, wh- what we call you know offences or penalties. And so these changes are crucial to maintaining the integrity of the South African uh, education system. And <clears throat> what we can do because we are mandated to, to report. Uh, what you, I mean, we keep the what you call the misrep. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what you call the, the misrep uh, information. We report to the Department of Education and Training. We report this to the minister, and the minister has the mandate to to report that. But the only people who can declare, you know, a qualification fraudulent is the court. Is, is the court. So the minister is the one who you know we, we report to and we submit. And every quarter we support. And we submit all misrep uh, qualifications to to the minister. Yeah, uh, I've got some WhatsApps coming through on zero seven two seven zero two one seven zero two. Hi, Clement. Please ask your guest to comment about how to get around some universities, some South African universities, citing the Poppy Act as reason for not verifying if someone has a qualification that they claim to have. Apparently, the Poppy Act does state that um, consent needs to be given by the subject for this information to be divulged. But surely, if one claims to have a qualification, then the Poppy Act should not be able to be used um, to prevent people from um, verifying this. This is TD. Uh, thanks, TD. Yeah. Dr. Makafola? 
thanks for that. I think the I mean the, the I mean the listener really asked a very critical question because sometimes people tend to to hide behind you know or some of the act. I mean you you I mean as employers. I mean to me it's somebody if you have to be employed at seven or two and it's a requirement of seven or two to declare that the uh, Clement is a qualified uh, a journalist uh, with, with a media study from Rhodes. So it's only fair, I mean, because you find that consent form as well, that, you know, they have the right to, to, to verify your qualification. When I, even I was employed at SACWA, I mean, I find that, you know, consent form to say SACWA has the right to verify my qualification before they can offer me employment. So, so to me, I don't think it's, it's people just hide. I mean, you, you have the right to, to, because I cannot take it from not clear that who you are. So, I mean, you, you are allowed to sign that consent form to share information. And you do it every day when you apply for, for loans in banks and all sorts of things. So I think sometimes people just hide behind for peer act and not to do what is right. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then someone else is asking about collaborating with the higher education department. Do, do you work with the department to help guide, especially young people, uh, so that they're not duped by institutions that are offering fake qualifications? Look, we work very, I mean, we work very close to the department. I mean, the other day I was on SAPC, uh, uh, talking about the, you know, bogus institutions. We are working together with the department. We do awareness campaign and we report to the department. I mean, the, the list of misraps, you know, since uh, 2015, we've been reporting to the department before the act says, you know, there has to be some penalties in relation to that. So we work very closely. Not only that, we high education institutions as well. So because sometimes we engage with them to verify certain things that, you know, people claim to have. So that relationship is very strong in some things that, you know, we, we cannot do this alone. At Clement and I was said the other day when I was interviewed to say, you know, these are collective. I mean, not only, even individuals. I mean, they need to, to come up because this, this is, as I said, this is a global phenomenon. And for us to get rid of this illness, I think it has to be, you know, something that works jointly but works strongly the department works strongly with uh, quality councils that are responsible for criminal qualifications work closely with education institutions mm-hmm. so oh, what else do companies need to do to do uh dr makafola because uh, as we have indicated and you've alluded to this uh, some companies yes they can come to you um as as saka but some companies don't think well and I'm going to use Tabilioka's example, for instance. This is someone who claimed she's got a PhD, uh, but actually this is someone who's got a master's in economics. Um, so she is still qualified uh, to sit on those boards, to be employed uh, by those specific companies. So, the, the, so there's no question around the person's skills, but there are questions around um, a specific qualification, which in the bigger scheme of things doesn't matter much. Um, in the employment of this person. So does that become um, a problem as well? Because from what I, when I looked at some of the companies that have themselves done a verification process on Tabilioka, for instance, they couldn't verify the PhD, but they still said, well, it's okay. This person clearly is, is, is still very capable to sit on the board or to work for the company. Therefore, they somehow look to, to the other side. So what is the responsibility um, of all these various companies in also when they see something doesn't check out that raises alarm and they're able to attend to it Look, I, I think to me i'll just call the act to say you know that a person is guilty of an offense if the person makes or causes uh, to be made a false entry in the national database or the misrepresented or fraudulent register 
is a party to the falsification and dissemination of publication. So this one is saying to you, I mean, for me, that a red person misrepresent herself. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. You might have those qualifications. You might qualify to run that particular, you know, board. But for you to, to say you are something that you are not, I think you, may, you call that, you know, that's an offense and a penalty because you are misrepresenting yourself. And you have something in hand. And something that one needs to look into, you know, because you, you said you were calling a doctor, yet you are not a doctor. So, I mean, that's where the act is very clear that, I mean, you need to be, you know, there has to be charges around that as well. And you raise something that why some of these companies, you know, the... They, they don't really, you know, apply their minds around, you know, because when they do verification, what are some of the gaps uh, that uh, these people have, uh, you know, t- tend to, you know, to miss out uh, when, when they verify qualification? I think one thing that I, I did uh, raise with you and, and highlighted to you, General I mean, we, we have that global outreach and our processes are watertight because we, we can be able to verify whether that institution exists in that particular country and then we have that network of database that we utilize to access to verify that particular qualification as well. And I think to me that's what makes us unique. And not only that, the, the act actually it, it gives us, you know, uh, the teeth to bind because we are the organization that is really, you know, regulated to be able to do that process. I mean, although mm-hmm. that people don't come to us, not like you are mandated to come to Sakwa. Because if the act went further to say, and that's what we are trying to regulate now, to say maybe this needs to be made compulsory so that it's not a voluntary thing. And what makes us different, uh, Clement, to, to everybody else in terms of verification? So we, we do hold what we call a verification database. So this is a database that is checking system and operates in real time. And mm-hmm. then we have what we call the uh, uh, foreign qualification admin system. This is a database that contains information on all foreign evaluation applications that have been registered. It's because of outreach. Mm-hmm. And you have what you call the Sakwa searchable database. So this contains all registered qualifications and unit standards. So I think it means because, and not only that, <clears throat> we issue what we call a certificate of verification. And, and this authenticate what you have. And, and most people don't have that kind of a system. So we, it's because of that that makes us, you know, in our passport and, and to, to make us to be, you know, ones that can be able to do this uh, in terms of, of, of our global selling as well. Ah, uh, aha. Here's another voice note that's come through. Uh, good morning, Clement. Uh, can you please ask uh, Dr. Makavula uh, this question? I'm currently uh, registered with an international uh, institution, AIT, and, uh, in Australia. Uh, I'm going to be studying an uh, advanced diploma in mechanical engineering. Uh, the, the institution is accredited and is recognized by uh, SACA. It's also recognized by ICSA, Engineering Council of South Africa. However, the, the, the program that I resist to is still uh, provisionally uh, accredited by SACA, uh, which means that the, 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 the accreditation is still ongoing. However, there are other programs which they fully accredited and recognized. So the question is, uh, how long does it take to fully uh, accredit international uh, 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 program? Uh, Joseph from Randfontein, thank you. Bye. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, Dr. Makafola. Uh, Joseph, thanks for that. I mean, Joseph has something that we, we are not responsible for accrediting qualifications. I mean, in terms of accreditation, 
the is the person studying Australia, so the Australian uh, qualification authority and in terms and, and some of the accreditation body, they are responsible to accredit that particular course. And that uh, course must find because that country must find uh, its status in the Australian qualifications uh, framework. And because of our relationship with Australia, we'll be able to verify that uh, through the uh, Australian qualifications framework. So we don't accredit. Um, I mean, it's through our verification processes that we'll be able uh, to tell that particular person whether the the thing of that particular institution. And you, and I always advise people. I mean, we, I mean, institutions can be registered, but they might not, you know, have the full power for the accreditation. And this is where the the quality councils, in our instance for higher education, we have uh, uh, what you call uh, CHE. Council on Higher Education, that is responsible for creating programs uh, in that band of higher education. So if something is pending, it is not something that other people should follow because you cannot wait for pending. And, and this has to be done in that particular country. So to me, if it's pending, it means it's not yet accredited. So it won't be recognized. That's in short, I want to respond to, 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 mm. to the call. Oh, wonderful. Um, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Makafola, uh, for also taking those questions. I appreciate you making time for us. That's Dr. Ma- Ma- Makapa Makafola, who's the Chief Operating Officer at the South African uh, Qualifications Authority.